Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, my peeps. Today, we're going to shift into one of my favorite topics, business. Yes, business. You thought it was empath stuff. No, 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 it's not. Business is my thing. It's my jam. I could speak to it in my sleep. I have had intelligent business conversations with one too many glasses of wine and still made sense. Not one of my most shining moments, but you get my point. So today we're going to talk about the five must-haves to creating a thriving business. Now, if you're already a business owner, this is awesome time for you to just kind of take some inventory, little reflection, you know, am I, do I have these five must-haves that Carrie's talking about or not? And there's no wrong or right way to do this type of work anyway. You can always go backwards and course correct. I've done it many times, but if you're a brand new business owner or thinking about tapping into the online space, this is a perfect time for you to take some good notes, write down these top five and that way you are so prepared. It's like putting your armor on. You've got the tools. You're ready. You're so ready. So I'm going to give you a little background on myself. For those that are brand new to listening to me or haven't read my books or blogs, YouTube videos, and so on, the content that's out there, I'm going to give you a little background. So I've always had the mindset of a business owner or an entrepreneur, whatever word makes you happy, use that. I watched my father build a church foundation starting with the congregation all the way to the building itself. He didn't just win souls. He was pounding on nails too, you know, literally created the building itself, the church itself. And it's still standing in Traverse City, Michigan. I decided then as a child that creating magic through faith, determination, a vision was just so much more fun than punching in and out from a time clock. I don't know. Maybe I'm a risk taker by nature. You know, obviously my dad is too. When you have a strong faith, it's not so scary. The risk part's a little bit less like a boogeyman. (laughs) So this is when you truly design your own destiny. And it's a powerful place of being when you get to step in and create your path. I speak true to those of you that are already business owners and those that are just scratching the surface or kicking out, you know, an idea like, Ooh, I don't know. We'll see where we're at. Either way, you will get a lot out of this podcast episode. So as I grew into my adult life, I took lots of jobs, but only long enough to learn what I needed to and moved on to the next opportunity for growth and learning. So there's nothing, I'm not against jobs at all. I'm into career growth and all the things that make women feel empowered and doing what they really love could be that punch in and out job by all means, but I'm going to encourage you to always, always have a side hustle. Okay. That's a side hustle, you know? the kind that gives you tax write-offs, yeah, do that. And not just for the tax write-offs, but because it also fills your soul. It's this fun, 
fun energy of something you get to take ownership of and create on your own. Okay. Even if you've got a salary position and you want to do something that just lights you up on the side, it could be knitting socks. It doesn't matter what it is, but always have a side hustle. So this applies for everybody on this podcast listening right now. I don't care what you're doing. If you're not, if you don't have a side hustle, learn to have one. And I will talk about that more in future episodes. So back to little old Carrie. I ran a retail chain for seven years. In fact, I was in retail for 10 years total. And I was already running some of the largest corporate chains at age 21. And I look back and go, what were they thinking? (laughs) They gave me the keys to that store at 21 years old. I mean, dang. But, you know, I was working there for a couple of years. It's not like I just stepped in, but I learned so much working retail. I learned a lot about business, profits, loss, employees, hiring, firing, sales, marketing, all of that. I also knew what hard work felt like as I always seemed to work way beyond my expected salary. So I put in the work. And as I grew away from that position, my husband at the time, and I got married at 22, him and myself were working on our own side business. We were flipping houses, had property management. That also showed me what the word risk looked like because we made lots of money and we lost a lot too. That experience was also priceless. We had lots of, well, I wouldn't say we argued often. I just, my ex-husband or my husband at the time, he would jump in like, okay, we made 30 grand off of that house. Let's flip it and turn it into another house. Let's, let's, it's another down payment. Let's keep flipping, keep flipping. And I'm like, can we just keep that? that money in the savings account for a minute? Like, can it just sit there for a minute, please? It makes me feel so much better when I see all those zeros. You know, this is back in the nineties. So he was a little more jump all in and I was more risk adverse back then. It just shows how much I've changed in the last couple decades. So while juggling the paintbrush in one hand, as my home improvement became my hobby, which by default, because I was trying to be a good wife, good partner. I also had a job for another four years with a company that handled all the moving parts for small business owners. We helped them with their benefits, employee relations, human resources, profitable ways to keep their business afloat and so on. I had my own client base of over a hundred small business owners. Guys, I was in my late twenties. I was just a baby doing this, but it taught me so much outside perspective of business and all the jewels of coaching, you know, that can really give a business owner that vision that without a roadmap to get there. So many business owners do not have that roadmap. So this was, again, a nine to five job, Monday through Friday, taught Miss Carrie how to be the business consultant she is today. Jobs are your universities. They're your colleges. They're your courses. Take them as they come. They're a gift. They're teaching you to keep growing, expanding. There's nothing against, nothing against it of a J-O-B, okay? No bad words here. Then I took a break, had a baby, because to me, she was a miracle and deserved a mother that took a break from the corporate world. So I did. I took a four-year break and became a stay-at-home mom. But in my DNA, I can't quite just be a stay-at-home mom. I'm not very good at that. Still got to do something on the side. Got to make a difference. Got to give back. Got to help people. You know, and as a business owner, you're always wired to be one. You just are. You're wired for success, innovation, reaching new heights. What what else can I do? So I went back to school. I took these online courses into the wee hours of the morning to get my nutrition certification. 
Then I started my wellness coaching as a hobby slash business. I say slash business because the money was low. I was still kind of figuring my way out. It was enough money to say it wasn't a hobby, right? But in my mind, it didn't change, you know, it wasn't skyrocketing our checking account. Not enough for my husband to take a note. <laughs> he, he would, in fact, probably kind of was discouraging at times because I wasn't, you know, bringing in tens of thousands of dollars. But again, I got a baby at home. I got my nutrition degree or certification and I, I loved wellness coaching. I was going to go save the world with my education, you know, and I, I did make a difference in so many people to my little handful of clients around the community. I did change their world. I saw positive results from weight loss, asthma, allergies, diabetes. I was, you know, just literally creating one healthy family at a time, starting with mom. And then the ripple effect would trickle down to the rest of the family. So that was my little side gig. And that's when I learned more than anything that we needed a side hustle between flipping houses, my wellness coaching. And this is in my early years of, of gosh, late twenties, still married at the time and new mommy phase. And I learned, wow, what we could write off and what we could save in taxes was always worth it. That's a big financial factor of a side hustle. If your brain needs a logical re reaction or response to what I'm saying, there you have it. There's your response, your, your logical black and white saves money, <laughs> saving money, less taxes, write-offs are good. If you need an emotional reason, I'm speaking to that crowd. It does fill you up. Find something that makes you so happy. Even if it only makes $10 a month, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It'll bring new life to your life. I promise you. So let's fast forward a smidge. I got a divorce back in 2008, moved from the Midwest to Vegas to start completely over and find my true calling in life. I just knew I needed to get out of Michigan and expand. And in what better place than in Las Vegas where you could see so far, mountains everywhere, the sky's wide open. I'm in the desert. It just felt like, and trust me, I miss the trees of back home. Okay. Not, not to give disinterest to that. I miss nature badly, but the expansion of the time of when I needed to move out here and start over 15 plus years ago was perfect for me. It worked for me. I needed that limitless vibe. So I land in the mix of an interesting business partnership that taught me some horrible lessons, but it was character strengthening. If you want to try to look for the silver lining, that business was in online media. Little did I know how close it was to finding my true calling in life. I mean, it was a stepping stone again, even though it was a, a painful stepping stone. I think that stepping stone had some, some sharp edges to it and boy, did it leave some pain. But again, you always learn something in the process. Each stepping stone has a lesson in it. Each stair step, however you want to look at your career life and path, each step has a learning process. If you don't learn something in it, you might have to repeat that step. So make sure you learn something, okay? Take it, go with it, go to the next step. Keep moving forward, my friend. So little did I know, you know, I was getting closer and closer to more and more of the the landing spots that God wanted me to land at, but he still needed to complete a few more steps. So I joined forces with the largest business coaching company in the world in 2009 and became the founder's publicist. And I just took off like, I mean, I grew like a weed in that environment. It was self-growth. I was 
learning all sorts of things. Um, it was pretty much anything else that I had ever experienced before in my business ventures. I evolved from publicist to global business development. I assisted in growing that company from 26 countries to 55 in the five years that I was there. I coached business coaches. I recruited business owners. I managed a 52 city seminar tour for my boss and I was unstoppable. It just was an environment that I needed at the time to grow and expand as a person. But, you know, again, each job tends to have a kind of expiration date at some point. You outgrow being an employee. So I left on good terms, but not without a safety net. I believe in risk, but I also know that as a single mother, a game plan's pretty powerful. So prior to leaving, I hired my own business coach to help take my coaching practice to the online world. And I, you know, never really truly let go of the side of coaching throughout my life, even though it's taken some twists and turns. Coaching consulting's always been my thing. It's been my jam. Then I grew that business during my spare time while working 40 plus hours a week. I fell in love with working for myself all over again and that freedom of creativity. Someone's not looking over your shoulder, censoring you. Some of you know what that's like. You have this little box that you can only live in that's really tiny when you work for corporate America and it has to look their way only. It's hard. There's a part of you, if you're a creative person like myself, you're, you're going to get bored. You, you need that expansion and flexibility. So I loved the flexibility of getting more time with my daughter and traveling back home to Michigan and spending time with who I love and who that matter the most in my life. Once I kind of got a taste of that, I couldn't leave the day job fast enough. I hate to say, call it a day job. I should say corporate. The day I chose to take the leap, there wasn't a net. There was just my own belief and trust in myself and the tools I'd learned. I knew in my heart, though, God wanted me to stand in my full power and lead like I was born to. So the moment my mind shifted to full-on business ownership, everything else just fell into place. The universe really does have your back. And you know what? It's God. God, the creator of the universe, has your back. I promise. So before I really go really deep into the five must-haves, And you can see how my life kind of evolved through all the learning things the hard way. I had to grow some strengths. I need to hire some mentors. I needed to, you know, get the accountability to stick to my dreams and goals. And no one is an overnight wonder, including myself. Life has this path of twisting and turning that creates you into who you are. No one wakes up that way, guys. They don't just fall into a role. You know, I think I like the saying, people on top of a mountain didn't just land there. You know, they didn't just drop from a helicopter, unless they're hella skiing or something of that nature, you got to climb. You've got to get up there. And so I felt like this business chose me, you know, business consulting, working in communications, working in publicity, working in media. Those are the parts of business I love. It chose me, but it didn't happen overnight. But here is some of the secret sauce I learned real quick. And I want to share it with you. So these are the five must haves because I want you And just kind of keep these in front of you at all times to focus, grow, evolve into that epic version of yourself. Because when you're a business owner, it's a a piece of you. It's a part of you. Even if it's not a personal brand like mine and like a lot of my clients have, it's still a piece of you. Even if it's your little bakery on the corner or, you know, a shoe store or your favorite little 
resale shop or antique shop, whatever it looks like, it's still a piece of you. There's a part of you in that brand, even if your face isn't on the logo. Okay. I'm talking to you. So number one, must have, you must have an abundant mindset. And I started here because it really is the first stepping stone. The first belief I feel you must instill into your mind. And I actually named my first business Abundant Living by KLM because the world truly is abundant. There's always more. There's more than enough to go around. How many people are on the planet now? 7 billion, 8 billion. I lost track, to be honest. I know Vegas just went up a million in, in um, population. I think we were at 2 million. Now we're at three. It's funny. As I was saying that, I, <laughs> I peeked around my computer monitor, looked outside like it was going to tell me. Oh, we're here, Carrie. Yes, all those three million. But um, it's kind of cool. I mean, you think about it. There's so many people out there that you can sell to that can be your customer. Why are you limiting yourself? Now, I'll give you an example. When you start working on your own business, you'll think, oh, I've got the best idea ever. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is so cool. And then you look around, you're like, crap, look at all this competition. Everybody else is out there too. They're already doing it. Dang it. Someone took my idea or someone was just faster than me. Don't let that stop you because this mindset will cause you to go into overwhelm and you'll want to quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Okay. Don't quit because there's still just one of you. You are unique. One make and model. God did not repeat you. You do not have a clone. You are just one person. No one's going to be your ingredients. It's just you. And the energy you bring to your business is going to be so unique and different than anything else that's out there. Don't believe the lie. Don't compare yourself. It's a dangerous game. It's a thief of joy. There's only one of you. Just remember that. You're a rare breed. Rare breed. Everybody learns from, I have my favorite mentors. I like to listen to them, learn from them, buy their things support them because everyone has like their own taste. So different than your favorite restaurant. I'd like to eat there because I like how they make the food. I like my mentor because I can relate to her. Maybe she reminds me of a friend of mine or my sister or something of that nature. There's plenty of customers to go around guys. Plenty. Someone will buy from you. So focus away from the scarcity or you will lose before you even get started. Abundance is the magical way of thinking. Money is like air. It's just energy to take you higher into your purpose in life. So breathe it all in. Okay. Okay. Number two must have know your worth. Know it. This one's different for everybody. It's going to look and land a little different for everyone as well. I've made this make me, I've made this mistake in the past and I will clearly call myself out. Kind of goes back to number one, with that abundance versus scarcity. I charged way too low for my services in the past and realized I was very unhappy with myself, my work, kind of felt like I was pimping myself out, if you know what I mean, for a very low price. I started to resent my clients and my time with them. It kind of felt like I was almost volunteering. That's what it felt like because the, the, the income was coming in was so low, it didn't match the energy I was putting out. So, you know, if it's starting to feel like charity, then I, it's not really a business. It's more like being a human, 
a human humanitarian. Let's see if I can say that right. A humanitarian. So you only know your worth because you it's called your happy price. That's what I like to call it, your happy price. And you know what I'm referring to, the one where you'll happily take on that client or service because you get to reach above and beyond the value you will give them. It now feels balanced and exciting to see what each of you can bring to the table. If I have a client that wants to drop 75K on their branding and promotion for the next six months, I'm going to be more excited than the client that's only got 20 to spend. You see, kind of, and it could be different for you as well. Um, it's just a, a variety of expenses. And the bonus of all of that is the higher the price, the more transfa- transformation shows up. If you're working in the coaching industry or consulting industry, people want their money's worth. So they'll actually try harder, more skin in the game kind of mindset. They're, they'll bust their butt because you know, coaching or consulting, you can't do everything for them. Your client has to jump in too. This is their business. Their energy has to be a piece of this. You can only create the building blocks and create the education around it and the steps and the game plan, hold them accountable, all the fun stuff, but they have to show up too. And they're going to want their money's worth. If they hardly pay anything, they're like, meh, I'm not going to be available for the next three months. Sorry. And then they'll wonder why their business isn't soaring. So that's number two. Number three, must have. And this is the one I preach. And this is my entire brand, self-love. Self-confidence comes from self-love. It really should be number one, but I moved it to three. So there you go. But this is your core secret ingredient. When you master the art of truly loving yourself, you have mastered many other areas of your life as well. It touches everything. Your standard of living is higher. You expect more from others. You'll stop tolerating abuse and disrespect. You'll set healthy boundaries. This is not, unfortunately, an overnight journey. I wish I could fast forward it for many, including myself. But it's been a lifelong project of mine. And it's so worth it, guys. It's so worth it. I can now say I pretty easily mastered this art of loving and honoring myself. And I'm, and I'm not just referring to pampering yourself with chocolates and a massage, you know, that's self care, which is also important, self honoring. And it does all kind of fall into the same bucket, but I'm, I'm also speaking of truly knowing your limits, setting boundaries from those that can harm you emotionally and physically. I'll give you a little example. I used to take any client that showed interest and ability, regardless whether or not I even enjoyed coaching them, especially referrals. Those are hard to turn down because that's a past client or a good friend of mine that knows my business well and is handing me a trusted referral. So those are even harder to turn away, but I honor myself. I've got to enjoy it. We've got to be a good fit too. And if I, if I don't think I'm a good fit, I will refer them to someone else. But it was even harder. I was taking on people that couldn't even pay my full asking price. And that's a pretty unhealthy space to be in. <clears throat> I would just, you know, I felt they left me feeling anxious, feeling used. I also used to give out free coaching sessions all the time. I don't do that. I don't have the time for it. But it's only fair to be paid for the transformation that you provide. And when I believed that there are plenty of clients out there that are my ideal fun client to coach as well, 
as those that pay me my worth. I created healthy boundaries. I only accept new clients that fit into those categories. And when I have that low self-worth, I take whatever crumbs the universe will throw my way. So this is like all three combined in this little piece that we're talking about. This mindset's similar to dating. Many years ago, I would go on dates just to get out of the house. Even if the man wasn't my ideal choice for a future partner, I mean, it literally was like, eh, all right, I got nothing else to do. Why not? Now I know my time. Oh my God. I can't even imagine doing that now. I know how much my time is worth and I only make plans with those that are hitting the high bars that I've set for myself. No, no, no more settling. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I would much rather be home, self-care, working on my next book, working on another business venture, hanging with like my daughter who I love and adore and enjoy her time so much. She's so much fun to be around or hanging out on the phone with a sister or my mom or somebody, a sibling. No, I ain't got time for that. No, 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 no. But my self-worth was low back then. Also, when you love and adore yourself, it helps you lose weight. When you honor your body, you say no to foods that harm you. See how all of these little building blocks don't just apply to business. You give your body the exercise that it you know, keeps it fluid and graceful. So you see how self-love can honor every area, every area of life. So a little side secret, I am big on energy. And when you love yourself to a very high standard, you will start to receive the same standard of love from others. Stick up for yourself when people cross your boundaries. Being a doormat tells the energy outside of us that it's okay to be treated miserably and will keep bringing you more of those situations. So I kind of pause there because self-help journeys could keep going, keep going on that. And it's very powerful to learn that piece of yourself. So let's move on to number four of the five must-haves. No plan B. You cannot have a plan B. If you're going to jump into this side hustle, full-time hustle, maybe it's your from employee to entrepreneur game plan, quitting is not an option. You have to see it through. And if you have a plan B, you'll give yourself that cushion on the side. You'll give yourself that exit. You know, like, oh, there's the exit strategy. I'm out of here. Let me take that door. When I left the corporate world behind, I made a promise to my daughter that mommy would be home for her next, the following school year. Sure enough, I was working from home right before that school year started, literally end of August. (laughs) I didn't have a plan B. I buckled down and I made it happen. And I felt so powerful when the money started to pour in and I was reaping the efforts that I had sown. I also knew in my heart that I needed to stay on course and be fully focused to move forward. This is such a head game, guys. I would wake up every morning in full on fear. All the thoughts, what if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't work? Should I look for a job? Should I look for a job? Terrified every day. I would not get out of bed until I prayed, calmed myself, shifted my thoughts to the author of faith, not the author of fear. And I mention this a lot. God is the author of faith. The enemy, the devil, Satan is the author of fear. I had to choose every morning. Who is my master today? God or Satan? I made it so crystal black and white clear for myself. That's the only way I got through that first year of business. 
as a single mom, no plan B, no savings account, no support group, nothing. There was no, no back door I could exit out of quickly if I needed to. It was all me. I knew I needed to stay on that course. I knew it. And you will get tested. Two months into it, I got a very enticing job offer, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe at that time I should have taken it or not taken it, but I, no regrets, guys. I would have enjoyed it kind of, sort of. The paycheck was okay, but it just felt heavy to say yes, like I was going backwards in life. I'm like, no, I've worked a year and a half on this exit strategy from the corporate world. I'm not going anywhere. So you have to make it really crystal clear which direction you're going in. Don't give yourself a plan B. Don't give yourself an out. I had declined the offer. I just felt like I was on the right course. And this was back in 2014. So nine years ago. In my many years of supporting business coaches in the corporate world, I would notice a trend too, that if they didn't have a plan B or a safety net, they did safety net. They did way better, way better. Sometimes that fear of failure can be a healthy motivator. It also helps when you involve others in your goals, such as your children, your spouse. Unfortunately, we let seem to let ourselves down faster than those around us. Like I would hold Shyla my daughter as my little accountability all the time. You know, it was when I wanted to move into a bigger home, we're going to move. She'd go away for the summer in Michigan. And I would tell her before the end beginning of summer, I would tell her months in advance, when you come back to Vegas from your summer vacation, we're going to have a new place we're going to move into. I had no clue where we were going. I knew I was packing, but that accountability of your daughter flying home. <laughs> you want to surprise her. Kids are really good. Boy, do they never forget anything, don't they? <laughs> they will stay on you. Stay on you. They're good little accountability partners. So do spouses and partners, whomever that looks like in your love life, your friends, your family members, having a plan B can give you a crutch and you may not even reach your full potential if you don't try new things. And if you have something to fall back on, means you've never really reached your full power capacity. So on to the last life hack, the last must haves. Number five, master one thing at a time and stay the course. I know I'm talking to all of you guys on here. Anyone that likes the personal development industry is super creative, emotional. A lot of us have ADHD. Um, I'm guilty too or emotionally driven. We don't always, aren't always logically driven and we get distracted easily. They get SOS. I as well. Shiny object syndrome is what it stands for. Especially when it comes to marketing, you want to try one tactic and like, oh, that didn't work. After two days, you're like, oh, next, next, next. And you're just jumping from things to things and you're not really giving anything a true tried method, you know, tested out and so on. A true method to a su successful business owner is to really li literally master one thing at a time, guys. Make tweaks here and there, test and measure what's working, what's not. That's true business coaching 101. But if you're like launching a new program and you try only one method and it didn't work out, try again. Don't shut down that opportunity for a stream of income just because you, you don't have any patience. Okay. That's, that's the ADHD speaking. That's your anxiety speaking. That's a lot of things speaking to you. 
lack of patience and that distraction jumping around generally is more anxiety driven than ADHD, but it could be both. Not just one or the other. I mean, look at how long it takes famous inventors to perfect and patent their make and model. I mean, they're going at it and going at it and going at it. So if you truly believe in something, it will happen. You know, a great combination of your passion, energy, and a connected marketing system will get you the results you're looking for. One side secret. If you believe it will fail, it will. Period. I've worked with so many coaches online, have used similar marketing techniques and selling tools that have worked for hundreds of coaches. Then I'll get that one pessimist and ironically it will fail every single time. So watch your thoughts and your belief patterns. Your energy could be pushing away paying customers. So watch yourself. You are a part of this mix as well. Your energy, not just the strategy. So the bottom line is this, my dear friends, as I close. There are many moving parts to owning your own business. Some of those moving moving parts is your own mindset. So when I consult a client, I go there first because 80% of the business is mindset, 20% is strategy. The key to those of us that are successful is that we've hired experts to show us along the way. Business coaches, business consultants, social media experts, online branding, business branding, personal branding, all of those are the key to truly sticking to a game plan. They're going to hold you accountable. Taking a path without the outside perspective, the education, or that accountability piece with your mindset and goals that a coach, that only really a coach or mentor can provide, can be disastrous. You don't see it. You're so in it. I've seen so many people give up right before their ship comes in. Don't be one of them. You are worthy of enjoying the freedom and lifestyle that you deserve and to do something your heart really, really, really enjoys. You deserve this extra stream of income. Maybe it's your fourth. Maybe it's your 10th. Who cares? Just bring it in. Maybe it's only your first. That's okay too. That's okay too. I see it all out there and I love it. It's good stuff. Business is yummy. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Find me on social media. If you want to learn more, go to my YouTube channel. I have tons of business content on there. Or go to my website at carriemillspaw.com to learn even more through blogs, videos, content, downloads, all the good and yummy stuff. I hope this was helpful. I hope you take away those life, those five must-haves and write them down and put them where you can see them. Big hugs, big love, signing off. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 